Want to know why? Ask how. Howard the Humongous. There's a button I have to push here somewhere. Ah, the button is not pushing. Come on, button. Do your thing. Ah, it's, there it goes. There was an unspoken presence in the Senate Judiciary Committee chamber Thursday, September 27th, when Christina Blasey Ford laid out her sexual accusations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. That presence was not Dr. Christina Blasey Ford, and it was not Brett Kavanaugh. It was alcohol. You are two different people. The person you think you are, and the person you are when you are drunk. The person in you that you do not know takes you over when you drink. And Brett Kavanaugh had, was a drinker when he was young. His high school yearbook lists him as the treasurer of the Keg City Club and features his slogan, A Hundred Kegs or Bust. Kavanaugh's yearbook page also associates him with the Devil's Triangle, which he told the Senate Judiciary Committee is a drinking game. One of Kavanaugh's five sexual abuse accusers, yes, there are now five, is a fellow Yale student who says that during a drinking game in their dorm, Kavanaugh exposed himself to her, tried to get her to touch him, and a good deal more, while the two of them were being cheered on or egged on by others in the room. Kavanaugh was drunk. The Yale student who made this claim is Debbie Ramirez. One of Ramirez's roommates, Liz Swisher, says she was, quote, shocked by the way that Kavanaugh portrayed himself as a, quote, choir boy in a long interview with Martha McCallum that aired in late September on Fox TV. Swisher was particularly disturbed by Kavanaugh's claim that he never blacked out or had lapses of memory after drinking to excess. On the contrary, Swisher says that Kavanaugh was a, quote, sloppy drunk. I know, she adds, because I drank with him. I watched him drink more than a lot of people. He'd end up slurring his words and stumbling. Concluded Swisher, it's not credible for him to say that he has no memory lapses in the nights that he drank to excess. Swisher is not a gutter snipe. She graduated cum laude from Yale and is a professor and division director at the University of Washington School of Medicine's Division of Medical Genetics. Swisher's research has been funded by the National Institutes of Health and the Department of Defense. She is a credible witness. Another of Ramirez's roommates at Yale, Lynn Brooks, is a Republican. Yes, a Republican. So Brooks kept her mouth shut about Kavanaugh until she saw the Fox TV interview in which Kavanaugh made himself out to be a saint. Then she couldn't keep quiet anymore. She explained that Kavanaugh said he did not drink to excess, and he said he never drank to the point of blacking out. Says Brooks, you can't lie your way into the Supreme Court. And with that statement out, he had gone too far. What motivated Brooks to speak? She says it's about the integrity of the Supreme Court. Brooks also called a is Brooks is also a credible witness. She graduated from Yale with a bachelor's degree in a tough subject, chemistry. Then she went from Yale to Wharton 
held high-level executive positions in a string of pharmaceutical companies, and is now CEO of a healthcare communications firm. Note the word that Brooks uses, lie, as in, you can't lie your way onto the Supreme Court. Does Brett Kavanaugh, a church-going family man, like lie? Kavanaugh's testimony in front of the Judiciary Committee, September 26th, was explosive. He said he was the victim of a vast conspiracy. He said this whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit. Kavanaugh claimed that the sexual charges against him are fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump in the 2016 election, fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, revenge on behalf of the Clintons, and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. But is a conspiracy really at fault here, or is the problem Kavanaugh's aggressive sexual behavior when he is drunk? Is the problem Kavanaugh's drinking? Colorado resident, a Colorado resident, wrote anonymously to her senator, Republican Cory Gardner, about an incident when Kavanaugh was in his late 20s, early 30s, living in Washington, and probably working for either independent prosecutor Ken Starr, the man who carried out a deliberate political hit on Bill Clinton for the Monica Lewinsky affair, um, or Kavanaugh was working for Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. Kavanaugh, the anonymous letter says, went to a bar for drinks with what is apparently um, about five friends. Yes, once again, alcohol looms large in the picture. Coming out of the bar, sloppy drunk, Kavanaugh shoved one of the women up against a wall very aggressively and very sexually. All in all, there have been five accusations of aggressive sexual incidents against Kavanaugh so far, and all of them involved alcohol. The most disturbing comes from Julie Swetnick, who grew up in the suburbs of Washington near Kavanaugh. Swetnick is a certified systems engineer with clearance for work at the Treasury Department, the U.S. Department, uh, Mint, the IRS, the State Department, and the Justice Department. Swetnick claims that in Kavanaugh's high school years, she saw ten parties in which the boys in Kavanaugh's crowd spiked at the punch with grain alcohol and drugs like quaaludes, tried to corner an easy target, a girl who was shy, who felt alone, who felt left out, or was stone, too stoned to resist, got her into a bedroom, then the boys would line up in the corridor in a, quote, train, close quote. They'd have sex with her one at a time, one by one, and Swetnick admits that she was one of those gang rape victims. She was literally too stoned to resist. She was too drugged to move. And the girlfriend of one of Kavanaugh's best high school friends says that Kavanaugh's friend confessed to her that uh, he was one of those taking turns having sex with a liquored and drugged up woman. In other words, the accusations of gang rape may well be accurate. Lining up to take turns having sex with a girl too stoned to resist may well have been one of the leisure activities in Kavanaugh's circle, an elite circle of friends. Again, note the centrality of alcohol to all of these accusations against Kavanaugh. Let's get back to Dr. Christina Blasey Ford. She says that when she was 15 and Kavanaugh was 17, 
Kavanaugh was with the friend who will later confess to his girlfriend about serial train sex. That friend is Mark Judge. Mark, mark his name. You are likely to hear more of it in the next few weeks. Ford says that Mark Judge and Kavanaugh shoved her into a bedroom when she was on her way to the bathroom. Kavanaugh pushed her down onto the bed, got on top of her, ground his hips against her, pinned her down, tried to remove her clothes, and covered her mouth when she tried to scream. And meanwhile, Kavanaugh laughed non-stop about the fun that he and his friend Mark Judge were having at her expense. In front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Kavanaugh called this claim a, quote, grotesque and coordinated character assassination, close quote. But was Ford's claim accurate? Both Kavanaugh and his friend Mark Judge, says Dr. Ford, were drunk. They'd apparently started drinking early in the afternoon. And again, when you're drunk, a you that you do not know comes out and takes you over. Then, thanks to the alcohol, you forget what you did. But is Liz Swisher right? Does Brett Kavanaugh lie about these things? The odds are very good that he lied on September 27th in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Kavanaugh said that he did not know Christina Blasey Ford when they were teenagers, and he added that he was never at a party that matches the party of her description. And then he said, with vehemence, that the two male friends who Ford says were at this party were very close to him and know me well. If Dr. Christina Blasey Ford did not know Brett Kavanaugh when the two were teenagers in the upper-class country club set of Maryland, if they did not travel, as Kavanaugh claims, in the same social circles, how did Ford manage to name two of Kavanaugh's closest friends? It's questions like this that impelled Democrats on the Judiciary Committee to demand two things, FBI background checks on the new accusations and a hearing in which the alleged witnesses to the events and character witnesses could be questioned in person. Now the Republicans have been dragged struggling and kicking into an FBI investigation. But President Trump has ordered that this update must be limited in scope. Will the investigations include Deborah Miras, Liz Swisher, Lynn Brooks, Julie Swetnick, and the former girlfriend of Kavanaugh's sidekick and alcohol in Alcohol and Sex, Mark Judge? If the FBI finds other witnesses, will it be allowed to follow up with them? If the FBI can't follow the threads of those who say they've seen Kavanaugh drunk and aggressive sexually, the investigation is no investigation at all. One more thing. Should a man with a serious alcohol problem, a problem about which he is in apparent denial, be a judge? This is Howard the Humongous, speaking to you from the future. It's your job and my job to make. Or, <laughs> want to know why? Ask how. And now, for I've told you, it is really hard to find. Little off button. I think this is it.